MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm Joe DeGenerinos, and welcome to a very special episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 186. I didn't know who I was going to dedicate this to originally, but then I looked at the calendar, and it's August 11th. And today is the, the birth of our god, Gumby God's birthday. <laughs> is today, So it should be a international holiday, um, Gumby God's birthday, but um, it is not. It is around these parts, though. So actually, it's not a holiday. I'm making him work on his on his birthday but nonetheless happy birthday to the greatest co-host known to man the gumby god uh, daniel vreeland who would be the co-host of this man right here um that is speaking to you i'm known as the american bad boy jeff fox thank you for coming to the show um make sure on either on twitter at gumby vreeland or in pockets.com slash discord make sure you get in there and blow up his spot for his birthday because he loves attention he says he doesn't but he loves when people fuss over him and make a big deal out of his birthday or or other things like that so let's bring him in right now and um and we all can sing happy birthday to him hello gumby god happy birthday that that would probably be my worst nightmare if uh i had somebody awkwardly sing happy birthday to me oh. slowly <laughs> i'm i'm happy that you are probably too shy to sing a whole round of of uh happy birthday on your own so uh i i do appreciate that um and to all of you it you don't it's not a big deal um but but uh let's let's talk it about is a big deal. you're about our god day. you're the gumby <laughs> god it is a big deal what are you doing today on, on the on the special day on the special day uh i think i'm i'm just what gonna do, have planned. i think i'm just gonna do the things that i usually do i play with my really? kids yeah yeah i'm not but, i don't plan things man i don't i'm sure I you're i'm sure your kids have something planned for you you're gonna well, find dinosaurs they, or something they made, a, they made a cake with my my mom nice. so uh oh, that's okay. in my fridge so I'm, I'm gonna eat that actually right after i finish taping this oh fantastic <laughs> fantastic maybe hunting dinosaurs or the di- is the dinosaur problem taken care of now in your house uh they're they're currently hunting dinosaurs i can oh hear okay it, so, yeah <laughs> good all right all right um so hopefully he has a fantastic day um and he's He's working on his birthday. He's giving you picks on his birthday. What a guy, eh? That's why we all bow to the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. All right, last episode, we gave you seven fights. Yeah, it was seven fight card prelims for UFC San Diego. Uh, I went a little wild and picked an underdog right out of the gate. Did you pick any dogs? Yeah, you picked you pick Jason Witt. Oh, and, we, picked, and, we, uh, and we both took Nina. And we Nina both took Nunes. Nina Nunes. Yeah, so wow, like we... I have two underdogs already. Two underdogs on the prelims, and there's two more coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell everyone right now. There's two more coming. Um, are they gonna be the same two that oh, I have? Always copy my underdogs. Always, he has to. I think, I think they're gonna be the same. I'm looking right dogs. now at the list. Unless you're, you're going weirdly <laughs> off, off brand. Uh, I think I know the one you're picking. The two you're picking. Oh. Well, I know, I know one you're picking. Oh. Bore. Ah, oh, I knew it. He always does this. But anyhow, that's fine. Uh, I still beat him week in and week out, but except on contender series because I don't make picks. But I, I, if I picked all all um, favorites this past week, I would have done pretty good. So I would have actually it was all only favorites won, didn't they? It was five and zero favorites, I think. Uh yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. Um, you picked one dog and you lost on that one. 
Yep. The only the only dog I picked. I, I think the the silver line though uh, was was really close. I think it it closed yeah, it at negative one forty five, but I think I saw it as low as twenty five one twenty five at a point, and that did not look like a negative one twenty five favorite. Let me tell you. Yep. Oh, another since we were talking about non UFC at this point, um, Gumby has a pick column up on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All the picks for P- this week's PFL semifinals pfl number eight it's going down in cardiff wales saturday i think it is right i thought it was friday but i looked it up i think it, i think it's saturday so um probably a different time though than the ufc well actually no the ufc's afternoon too maybe they're going head to head so anyhow it's rory mcdonald and uh and those people uh are fighting <laughs> on it and those, and those people even though um and then uh so it what watch weights and I can't remember what else. I added your article. Heavy, I already forgot. Heavy, heavyweights. Heavy yes, weights. the big boys. Yeah. Yes. But, um, and then uh, Dylan Rockford is doing a Bellator article for this week. Because Bellator is running this week as well. I think, are they Friday or Saturday? Do you know? They're, they're, a, they're a Friday card. Okay, uh, good. That's, that's, is it that Alima Lay McFarlane fight card, I think, is on there? And Vanderford. Yeah. Man, I, I hate Bellator. article yet. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> You really do, don't you? Oh, Justine Kish is fighting Deanna Bennett for a second time. There you go. Right. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's not the main event, is it? Uh, Who knows? No, No. it's probably... Main event is Gracie versus Yamauchi. Oh, I like Neiman Gracie. And I actually like Goji Yamaguchi, too. Yeah, I like both. You have to watch it then, right? No, I I catch the replay of that one, so I don't have to sit through, like, Pat Downey killing somebody. Bodofsky versus Steve Mowry. Come on. Heavy, heavyweights. I do like Steve Mowry too. That's Tall Steve. Tall Steve yes. fights people. <laughs> Dan will watch this. Don't don't let him fool you. I think Cage Warriors is this week too. It's it's a busy week. Cage yeah, Wars I was already I was already planning on watching Cage Warriors. Cage Warriors is as always. It's good. So I should watch it then. That's what you're saying. I'm I'm more into fight pass than I was in the past. So should I watch Cage Warriors this week? Um yeah yeah there's there's good Cage Warrior fights. There's always good Cage Warrior fights. That's for sure. All right. We're not talking about that. We're, we're going to talk about um, this isn't Cage Warriors podcast, but it is sometimes, and we got a good review because of that. Speaking of reviews, make sure you give us a review if you haven't already uh, on wherever you listen to the podcast. We are randomly picking one of the reviews. We're going to give you a $50 gift card to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store where you can get a Gumby God Tuesday Night Miracle shirt or any other swag of your choice. So. We're just going to randomly pick a review. It can even be one that trashes me and calls me a setup man. Nothing more. Um, and I'll, uh, <laughs> preferably, if, if, it'd be one of those. Preferably. <laughs> and uh, if, if your lucky number comes up, then, and so be it. It comes up and I, and I lose. So, um, And you win. All right. Let's head off to San Diego once again, shall we? To the Pachanga Arena. Uh, UFC on ESPN Cruz versus Vera. Uh, Vera versus Cruz, actually. Excuse me. UFC on ESPN 41, a.k.a. UFC San Diego. Um, Prelims, 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. We already did that last episode. Go back if you haven't heard that yet. Main card, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. We're going to start things off with a middleweight fight, Gerald Mearshart versus Bruno Silva. Mearshart, he is one of our, uh, or one of your Mount Rushmore people, right? You only have three at this point? <laughs> yeah. He's he beat, one of them, though. He beat Mahmoud Muradov, uh, despite many pe- people telling me that that was the worst pick I could make. As a matter of fact, yeah. that was... Uh, an episode guest hosted by uh, KCP, Kurt Chase Patrick. And uh, he told me that, that GM3 was probably the worst pick possible. And uh, 
and I I nailed it. <laughs> you sure did. So uh, yeah. So we'll see if he picks him again. This is a a well. I guess all they're all tall tasks for Joe Mearshart. Always. Um, <laughs> let's tell you about this one. Joe Mearshart is GM three. He's also known as the Machine, which I don't think can be uh, a legitimate nickname because we SGPN has a machine already. Munaf Manji, and I, I don't get where Mearshart's uh, getting off trying to steal his nickname. So there's. Only we'll call him GM3 because uh, Moonaf is the only machine around these parts. He is 34 and 15, six knockouts, 26 submissions. Do you know what side of the bread his uh, something about bread and buttered, right? It where's where's bread is buttered? Where's better buttered? Sure, we'll say that. Sure, I, I like heading into um, statements like that, not knowing where I'm where it's going to end up, and it didn't end like up it. anywhere. Beautiful. He's been knocked out three times, submitted eight times. Nine and seven in the UFC. He's won three of his last four. Uh, also three of his last six. Uh, he used to fight at light heavyweight. Used to fight down at welterweight. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. 2007 was his pro debut. He's got inch of height, three inches reach on Silva. He's been outstruck by about half a strike in the UFC uh, throughout his career. Uh, minus 0.49 strikes per minute. Um, if you didn't have listened episodes before, that means he uh, gets hit half a strike more per minute and then he dishes out and that stat actually has been paying off pretty good people who out who have a better strike differential than their opponents heading into a fight 64 percent winners at this point so it's one of the top stats i track actually or the most reliable stat i track at least for picking winners grappling stats are in his favor not surprisingly as well plus 230 blindado bruno silva did we discuss what blindado is i don't think so do we know what it is I don't think so. Do we care? <laughs> you're the you're the nick. You're always bragging about your the nickname guy and all these. Yeah, the the Portuguese ones tend to be harder. If they're Spanish, yeah. I'm usually right on it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not. I don't know that one. All right, fine. Oh, fine. it means yeah. armored. Armored. Oh, right. Yes, I did. We did talk about this before. We yes. did talk about it before. It yep. just just dawned on me. So it's Bruno Armored Silva. It doesn't quite have the same ring to it. He's 22 and seven, 19 knockouts. He's been submitted five times. He's won three of his last four. He lost his last fight to Alex Pereira. Um, all of his wins have come via knockout or TKO in the UFC. He was 0-1 on tough. Did you know he was on tough, Dan? Yeah, he, he lost to Victor Miranda. Victor Miranda on oh, the, okay. yep. the Brazilian season. Brazil. I think the yep. third one. He also was the M1 champion before all this. 2010, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's two years younger than Mirror Shark. 1.6 times more active landing strikes. He also outstrikes his UFC opponents by 0.15 strikes per minute. Minus 290. I usually go first on the main card. I'm going to take Silva. He's, he's, Mearshart always gets hurt in fights, beat up, but um, Silva hits a lot harder than, than, than most people, and he's also a black belt. So hopefully that will keep him safe if Mearshart does somehow get him down. So give me Silva. I have, I'm just going to take uh, Umbridge. That's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take Umbridge okay. here <laughs> with the fact that you're saying if somebody somehow gets him down, uh, <laughs> because his, his takedown defense sucks. He got it's taken not... down by Andrew Sanchez. That's it. Seven times. <laughs> yes. He got taken down. Seven times, but... fucking times. And don't He's get me wrong. guy though. Come on. Andrew Sanchez isn't a bad wrestler, <laughs> but Andrew Sanchez is not as good of a wrestler as Gerald Mearshart. Um, and he's certainly a much worse jujitsu specialist and even, even more concerning about how many times Andrew Sanchez took him down. Do you know what the, do you know what the, the control time was for Andrew Sanchez in that fight? Probably pretty bad. 
eight minutes. He had eight minutes of control time in that fight. That's brutal for Bruno Silva. And let, let's face it, if Bruno Silva does that against Gerald Mearshart, he, the eight minutes on the ground with Gerald Mearshart doesn't happen unless you get submitted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you don't wind up under Gerald Mearshart for eight minutes and surviving. Um, so like that'll, that's a huge alarm for me in, in him being such a massive favorite. And I'll say this too, in that fight against Andrew Sanchez going into the last round, he was losing it. One judge, one judge has given both the rounds to Andrew Sanchez. The other ones had given at least some rounds to Andrew Sanchez. Like th- that's a bad sign too, that he needed to land basically what you would consider a Hail Mary knockout in order to win that fight. I'll, of course I'm taking Gerald Mearshart, not just because he's a patron saint of the podcast, but because like this is a bad matchup for Bruno Silva. Oh, why we talk about the past, Dan? Come on. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, you, you kind of hinted on Top Turtle that you you weren't sure if you're going to pick him. So I, I wasn't sure if you were going to go Mirshar here or not. Yeah, my my co-host went in uh, KCP went in a little bit harder, and he actually caught me off guard because I had two circled, and I had just talked myself out of picking the more drastic dog Gerald Mirshar. But I'll pick the other smaller dog a little bit later on as well. Really? So you are taking Gerald Mearshart? To be I am clear. taking Gerald Mearshart. I I think, All and right. and you're going to see him in the Super Fan Jong Parlay in a hot minute too, because uh, G- spoiler alert: Gerald Mearshart by submission is incredible value. <laughs> this is a um, this is a total Gumby pick, which sometimes pans out. That's the thing; they sometimes pan out, which keeps you going back for it. Keeps you going back for more. And when they do pan out, that's all people remember. It's the Gumby guy came through and gave him my big pick. They don't they don't remember all of the losers that you pick for them. Right. They, they they remember when I show them where value is. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, you show I'll, them the way. I'll agree with that statement. Yeah, correct. You know where else you know where else value is? This is a great a great, great transition. Winbet, that's where value is. They can join Winbet. Here, here's the value part. Now is the perfect time because new customers who bet hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out Winbet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus the Winbet Casino is always open twenty-four hours a day where you can get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks. That is value. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to win, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also sponsored by Odds Tracker. What is Odds Tracker, you ask? Odds Tracker is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. So head over to oddstracker.com slash blue wire to get in the game there. Odds Tracker is the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, here's another bet for you. Women's Bantamweights. Uh, we broke down this fight last week as well. It's happening this week up away class. Ariana Lipsky versus Priscilla Cachuera. It was at flyweight. Now it's moving up to Bantamweight. Uh, Lipsky had trouble making weight, and I think she wasn't medically cleared, I believe, correct? Because of the weight cut? She, she wasn't medically cleared. So she missed the weight by yep. a pretty substantial amount. I think it was like four pounds. Um, then Cachuera took it anyway, and then they, yep. they took some vital signs uh, leading into the fight day. Canceled the fight, uh, which is a little bit of a shame for Ariane Lipsky or Priscilla Cachueta as it is. Um, but apparently Lipsky had COVID in in camp and that messed up her cardio and her ability to cut down. Right. Uh, so this is up a weight class. Uh, Cachoeira is the zombie girl. So she will take a fight 
anywhere. Uh, anyway, class 11 and four, six knockouts. She's been submitted twice, three and four in the UFC. She won three of her last four fights, though, including your last fight. She has missed weight in the past, and she has fought at this weight class. So not a big deal. Her moving up. She's got inch height on Lipsky, 1.3 times more active landing strikes. She's been outstruck in the UFC horribly by 3.45 strikes per minute, but she did get destroyed by Valentina Shevchenko. Um, so that definitely skews the numbers a bit. Grappling stats are in her favor as well, plus 160 on her. Lipsky is the queen of violence. That must have been before she got in the UFC. Uh, she's 14 and seven, six knockouts, three submissions. She's been knocked out three times, three and four in the UFC, one and two over her last three. However, she did win her last fight. She was the KSW champ previously, two inches at reach on Cachuera, six years younger. She's been outstruck by minus 0.57 strikes per minute in the UFC, minus 195. We both were in on Cachuera. Uh, originally, I'm still in on her. We get an even better number for her. I don't care that it's moving up a weight class. Um, I still like her here. I can't understand why the, the number went up. It I just, did. You know, like it's it's insane. Uh, Lipsky can't make weight. Lipsky's saying her cardio is bad because of COVID. Uh, Lipsky isn't medically cleared. Uh Cachuera is already the probably the stronger of the two here and the more likely to shoot takedowns um, and probably the more likely to gas out. Uh, and now she doesn't have to worry about any of those things uh, and should have a bigger size advantage because I imagine she's going to be even bigger. She's going to hit even harder. Uh, yeah, I mean, Priscilla Cachuera all day. Yeah, think of how hard she can gouge eyes at this weight class, Dan. She can probably get an eyeball out yeah. now she doesn't have to cut weight, right? Probably be great. Yeah, like I, I don't. I just said I love Priscilla. I stunned Cachoeira you with that. In this spot, and you know, I, I just said I, I love Priscilla Cachoeira in that spot, and I'm like, I don't though. I had to think about it. I was like, I don't, I don't love her no. in any spot. But like, no. yeah, but she's gonna win here. <laughs> hey, we don't care how we make our money as long as we make our money. Um, all right, let's move on to light heavyweights. Devin Clark, who is on the top turtle MMA podcast this week, Dan interviews him versus Azamat Mirzakhanov. Um, Rizakhanov is the professional going up against Brown Bear Clark because of his demeanor, right? He acted like a brown bear, I think, is what people said. I think I read that. Is that true? Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's actually from a previous interview with me, too, yes. uh, that he, he talked about uh, that he was just like a, a grizzly bear on the wrestling mats after being like a kind of calm dude uh, elsewhere. Yeah. Not a grizzly bear, Dan, a brown bear. No Isn't brown that bear. different? You, you, you live in the land of the bears, don't you know the difference? Sort sort of. Yeah, it's sort of different. Yeah. You, you don't get chased by them when you're out, like, walking with your children or anything? We, don't, we only have black bears in these parts. Oh, black bears. That's something totally different. All right, let's tell you about Devin Clark. 13-6, four knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted three times. Seven and six in the UFC. He's won one of his last three, uh, but three of his last five. That sounds better, right? I uh, did win his last fight via TKO. He's, he has, that was at heavyweight. So he's fought at heavyweight. He's also fought at middleweight. He was the RFA champion in the past. Two inches of height on Mirzakhanov, four inches of reach, a year younger. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. He outstrikes his opponents by 0.54 strikes per minute. He's got grappling stats in his favor as well, plus 120. Mirzakhanov is the professional. 11-0, eight knockouts, one submission. 1-0 in the UFC, won that one via knockout. 1-0 in contender series. Three straight wins via finish. 2010, he's been a pro since. He's been outstruck in the contender series in the UFC fight by minus 0.73 strikes per minute, yet he won both those fights, surprisingly. Minus 150 on him. We'll let you go first. I'm going with Devin Clark. I know this is my third straight underdog in the main It card, is. But so I'm gummy. Going, yeah, I'm going with Devin Clark. Uh, you know, you mentioned the striking stats being in his favor and looking better. And, and you know, the, I think the thing that gives me the most 
the most confidence here in Devin Clark is the fact that he's changed his training camp. He's no longer at Jackson Wink, which I've kind of grown to believe is kind of an inferior camp at this point. It feels like they kind of got passed by, doesn't it? Yeah. Um and well, now Tony Ferguson moved there. So I was just going to say that. Did you hear who is the perfect, perfect person? Uh, Dude, it's like it's like it, it, it's like you you your career is going downhill. And it, it's <laughs> like you're like five years past your prime. So you go to a gym that was good five years ago. It, it's yeah, exactly. five, it's five years past his prime. Um, So, yeah, like he, he got out of there and, and he you know, he didn't say he got out of there because they weren't good. But he found a better training opportunity that was close to home. And now he's training with Curtis Blades is wrestling every single day. Like, how do you not like him against Merzakhanov, a guy who's, you know, like trying and failing takedowns a lot of times already. So, yeah, I, I, I like Devin Clark a lot in this spot. I also think you could see in that last fight that he was starting to be able to, like, put his hands together and, and put combinations together a lot better. And the footwork was following it. And I thought that before I interviewed him and then like for there to be a reason like, oh, yeah, it was because I changed training camps and like am working on with different coaches now. It was like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense why he looked so much better last time. So I'm expecting him to keep looking better. And I, I like Devin Clark here. So he's fighting out of Ele- team elevation now. Team elevation. Yeah, he's, and he's training fighting with- at elevation and at elevation. E. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, little little and biggie. Yeah, which is perfect because uh, Merzakhanov questionable cardio, um, yeah. and he's going up against a guy who's he might be a chunky much guy. Better cardio now. Is he a hashtag chunky yeah. guy? He, he very well could be. He did gas out his last fight. He still won, but he gassed out. So I'm taking Devin Clark as well. Um, he's going to be bigger. He's going to have better cardio, and um, yeah, I think striking and the, he can, uh, striking will be better. And I think grappling, he's on point too. So he hasn't had. The greatest go, especially of late in the UFC, but uh, I think this is a fight uh, he can win. So let's go I, with Devin Clark. I agree entirely. And before we get to this next fight, yes, I, I want to pause for just a moment and I want to mm-hmm. ask you, what what odds would you put on you being able to say both of these names correctly? <laughs> oh, um, very good odds because they're both the Yasmin. How about if we include the last names? What, what 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 would you put on the odds of for yes Jeff says both last names correctly? Uh, well, Lucindo's easy. Um, the other one I'll, I'll just say like a country's name, Uruguay. So not very good, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's plus six hundred, and I'm gonna bet the no. <laughs> All right. Well, before I do that, before everyone get their bets in, while I tell you about <laughs> Run Your Pool, because Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Free to enter and some amazing prizes will be announced soon. Hop in now to reserve your spot. Here's what you do. Go over sports to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. And we're also teamed up with Sleeper. Sleeper is a fast-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN gang do. They're part of the over 4 million users that the service has as of now. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. 
Main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a building group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join a listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right. You would think, um, all right. You actually told me both their names a couple episodes ago, too. Yeah, I actually got it right or wrong the last time. That's, uh, I, I went and did a little research to make sure I'd be ready for it this time. Yasmin Wargi. Wargi. How Wargi. How Wargi. How reggae? How reggae? How reggae? So it's like an H at the starting sound. Yeah, because it's, it's uh, I I missed I misguessed on the first time and assumed she was Brazilian. She's actually mm-hmm. Mexican, so that's uh, usually it's a good guess. I always guess Brazilian too. Yeah, Lucindo <laughs> Lucindo is Brazilian, but how reggae is yeah. uh, Mexican, which is why you get the uh, Spanish pronunciation of that name. And it's Yasmin Lucindo. That's actually her nickname, Yasmin, as well. That's uh, with a J. She spelled it spelled her real name's I A S M I N. Her nickname is J A S M I N. That's not. I don't think that's a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Y A S M I N. So it's Yasmin. It tells you how to say it. So she's Yasmin, and they're both Yasmin. So anyhow, why are they third from the top, Dan? Two debuts. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I, I think this is a sleeper pick for fight of the night. I think this really. Is gonna be, wow. I think this is gonna. I think this is gonna be. This is going to be fucking violent. <laughs> Let's get into it then. All right. We'll tell you about the first Yasmin, Lucindo. Uh, 13 and 4, eight knockouts, two submissions. She's been knocked out once, submitted twice. So, yeah, she is a finisher, actually. Eight, eight knockouts for Strawweight's pretty damn good. This is her short notice debut. So, there, there's some red lights flashing right there. However, she has won seven straight fights. She's fight up at flyweight. Uh, does she is she normally a flyweight? I can't remember what I looked up when I did the stats here. Do you remember or do you know? Um, I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I've seen both of them fight at strawweight before. Okay. Um, as long as so, it's not a first time cutting short notice. No, well, no, no. So. I I think they've okay. I think I've both seen them at least one time there, but I'm I'm not positive. All right, she's three years younger, plus one fifty five. I already forget how you told me. Uh, Wargwai, Wargwai, is that how you, you said you how, said it? Not, how Reggie. How Reggie, I'll just I'm just gonna call her Uruguay. That's that's her name. And she, even though she's not from Uruguay, that's her name. Uh, she's eight no six knockouts. This is her debut as well. She's won two straight fights via finish. She has not fought since last August. Actually, it's gonna be a year to the day when she steps in the cage, August thirteenth. Um, she's a regional champion. Minus one ninety three is the number on her. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm taking Hauregi here. Uh, first of all, you know, like the the short notice thing, it, it matters, you yep. know, to to some extent. Um, you know, also I'm a little a bit worried. Extent. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess to a big extent. I'm also worried just a little bit how, how green Lucindo is because, like, in the fights I've seen of her, um, you know, her striking is is definitely not up to par. Um, she's got good jujitsu, but a lot of her her jujitsu comes from and her wrestling comes from like just being really she's really fucking strong um and getting in like a clinch and just like kind of ragdolling like subpar opponents because she's fought a lot of subpar opponents uh how reggie on the meanwhile is is fought some decent fighters uh actually the the person she beat last which is claire lopez is fighting uh on kabache on friday and she's actually the main event of kabache on friday so um you know a good good win there 
her hands are really fast and she puts together like violent combinations. And if she can get your back against the cage, she's just going to throw bombs nonstop until you're either unconscious or you've circled away somehow. Um, So like she is a lot of fun to watch. I think that's why they're putting these two so high to the top is that like, I, I think it's just going to be like that appetizer for a main event that could wind up being less fun to watch at the end of the day. Um, But like, yeah, I, I'm all over how Reggie here. I think she's really good. I'll take Haragi as well. Liked her resume much better. Um, plus the short notice debut thing, as we said, is a is a is a, a big deal. The late replacement stats at this point: thirty-seven percent uh, late replacements are winning over the past what uh, one hundred and eighty-six fights. I think I have I've been tracking it, so it's almost three years worth. This year they're even worse. They're only winning thirty percent of the fights. So. It is a thing, especially a debuting fighter. I don't have those stats, but um, I guess they're both debuts. So that part of it probably doesn't make much of a difference. But anyhow, Haragi, like the resume better, like the fact she's not short notice. So let's go with it. And now I know how to say her name. So even better. Um, Do you think Kobe, you'll remember for the recap show? I'll remember because reggae is like reggae, like reggae music. Yeah. Uh, and I'll probably remember the hop. So yeah, I might. I might. Um, okay. By the way, it's called me an event. Nate Landweir versus David Onama. I know how to say both those names. Uh, Landweir is the train. He, Nate, the train Landweir. A former Top Turtle MMA guest, yeah, I believe? Both, both of these two have been on. Okay. I don't remember the silent assassin because he's silent. That's why. Who was the maniac who said he went on vacation in Alabama? That wasn't David Onama, was it? No, I think that was David Onama. Wasn't it? <laughs> it, it was him. Nice. Yeah, because he, he won that's on... That's how he FA- celebrated. Because he won on FAC. He beat Brad Robinson, won the title... Uh, and then he got a short notice turnaround, uh, like 15 days later to fight Mason Jones. Um, and he was celebrating in Alabama (laughs) (laughs) as one does, as one does. Uh, Wow. Look, look at that memory. I still got it sometimes. Uh, all right. Let's tell you about Nate, the train land. We are 15 and four with eight knockouts, one submission on the resume. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once two and two in the UFC. He's got a loss, win, loss, win over his UFC career. He won his last fight via submission. M1 champion for him as well. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. So his mantle is full of stuff. Uh, M1 and multiple regional championships. Uh, 2012, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by 0.55 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in his favor as well, plus 230. The silent assassin, David Onama. This is his fifth fight since October. Um, so he's really packing in fights quick. This one technically is in a short notice fight, um, but he's had a bunch of those recently. He's the silent assassin, like I said. Uh, not really, not very silent though. He's ten and one. All of his wins have come via finish, which isn't isn't a silent way to win. Six knockouts, four submissions have been all are um, are on his resume. He's never been finishing a fight himself. You think I'd be better at talking? 180 plus episodes in, but nope. I think I'm getting worse. Uh, two and one in the UFC. He lost his debut. Won two straight fights since then. Used to fight at or has fought at lightweight. Two inches height on land. We are two inches reach. Six years younger. He barely outstrikes his UFC opponents. 0.03 strikes per minute, minus 290. Uh, Onama, obviously, is the pick here. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the number, but I am a fan of his. Uh, I think he's a legit, by the way, prospect. Um, and he's got a little bit of size and a lot of youth on his side. So Onama is the pick. Yeah, I can't remember who originally posted it, but they uh, in the our Discord, which, by the way, you can get to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, um, had said uh, when this fight posted that they were like, oh, great value on Onama and had him at negative 200. 
Um, and, and I looked at it, I'm like, I'm not sure that'll move much. And it's moved a ton. So props to, I can't remember who wrote it, but like props to whoever wrote that. And that's the kind of nugget you get if you join our discord. So, uh, yeah, like I, I'm on Onama here too. I, I think here's the thing about Landwehr is I think there's a lot of things I like about Landwehr. Uh, he throws really hard. He's aggressive. He's got like a low key wrestling game that I think people forget about because like he hasn't used it much in the UFC, but like from his M1 days, you, you can remember that. Um, but they're all just like slightly worse than the way that Onama does, right? Onama's got a good wrestling game and submission skills and Onama hits really freaking hard and probably even harder than Landwehr does. And Onama has a chin too. Like we, we, we saw him just throw down with Mason Jones for, for 15 minutes. And like, with that being the case, I, I just can't trust Landwehr. Cause like Landwehr is not going to go out, beat him up for 15 minutes. He's going to have to knock him out. And so I, I don't think that Onama is the type of guy that Landwehr can knock out. So yeah, I'm on Onama here as well. It's further proof that our discard moves the lines, Dan. If someone was telling everyone to get in on it at minus 200 and now it's minus 290, there you go. That's got to be it. That's got to be a shirt. We we move lines is what is a new shirt. Get on it. I like it. People. I like it. <laughs> All right. Main event time. Going down a weight class to Bantamweight. Marlon Chito Vera versus Dominic the Dominator. Cruz, the former champion. Probably the best Bantamweight ever, right? Yeah, I think he has to be. Yep. At least he's got the best resume at this point. Um, I mean, he's he's just also like the he he was the guy forever. I mean, the only one yeah. you could possibly throw in there, although I don't think he had quite the level of opponents, was uh, Miguel Angel Torres. Uh, I loved him. Yeah, I love Miguel Angel Torres. But the thing about Cruz too is that like people forget the guy beat Mighty Mouse. Um, yep. Like like that's a that's an insane win, and he beat yep. he beat T.J. Dillashaw. Like yep. yeah, he's he's one of the best thirty fivers ever. But is he going to beat Marlon Chito Vera? Let's see um, what we think. All right, Cruz, 24-3, and three, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, so he does not get finished very often. 7-2 in the UFC. He's won two straight fights. Uh, he lost two straight before that. He was the champion two times over in the UFC. He also was the champion in WEC. WEC never die, and they're blue mats. 7-1 uh, and one in the WEC. Um, was... Uh, TC champion as well. I can't remember what TC stands for. Do you remember what TC is, Dan? Oh, it, he was a champ there, regardless. It was of. it was pre yeah. pre uh, WEC days. Yep. Yeah, I, I think he was the lightweight champion there because he used to fight at lightweight and um and featherweight because he did not have bantamweight weight classes uh, back in the day, or a lot of places didn't. Oh, it's, it's mm. total total combat. <laughs> of course, how could I forget total combat? Uh, he's been around since 2005, so he's uh, he's seen some things. He's outstruck. His opponents in the UFC by 1.26 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 185. Chito Vera, 19-7-1. Seven knockouts, eight submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 13-6 in the UFC. He's won three straight fights and four or five. Used to fight at featherweight. 2012, he's been around since. He's got two inches reach on Cruz. Seven years younger than him. More active striker. He's been outstruck in the UFC by minus 0.66 strikes per minute. Minus 230 on him. I think it's you. Is it you? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're both picking Vera, right? We're both picking Vera. We are both picking Vera, correct? Yeah, and and like, don't get me wrong. It feels bad picking against Dominic Cruz because he's like he's always had that funky style that gives people trouble. But here's the thing: I, I know he doesn't believe in ring rust, and he he like uh, he's always been that guy. He's like, I don't believe ring rust exists or like whatever. Like the the thing is though, is he came back from being gone for a year. And he won a split decision over Casey Kenny. 
So, like, and don't get me wrong, Casey Kenny, per- perfectly fine opponent, but you went from fighting in a title fight to winning a split decision over Casey Kenny because you took a bunch of time off and you're 38 years old. Like, that that's uh, that's proof for it, not proof against it, Dom. And then um, he went away again now for and, another and one. Now he's, and now he's, right, and he's been away again. And, and the other thing, too, is just, like, it, the Vera that went out and beat, you know, you, you read off all those stats, right? And, and yep. Vera's stats don't look particularly good. The Vera yeah. that went out and beat Rob Font is not that Marlon Vera. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, that's, we're not talking about the same guy anymore. Like he's clearly evolved and, and he hits harder and he's sharper with his strikes and his takedown defense is better. Like he's the whole package now. Um, And he's going to make a run up this division. I think Dominic Cruz is just like one of the launching pads for him. So yeah, I, I expect him. I expect him to beat up Dominic Cruz pretty good. I don't expect him to get it to finish because Cruz has always kind of been elusive when it comes to that um, in safe. Um, but I expect Cruz to like fail a bunch of times on the wrestling and, and kind of get beat down for it. Yeah. Cruz doesn't believe in ring rust. Does he believe in age though? Especially yeah, at a weight class like this. Like um, I mean, he ought to, he ought yeah. to father, father time is undefeated. Um, yeah. Vera, um, He's going to win. Like like you said, I don't know if he's he's going to be able to finish him. Uh, Vera doesn't get finished, and he always finds a way to – he tends to find a way. Uh, he's one of those guys that just finds a way to um, to get his hand raised. So I think that's going to happen again this uh, this week. Yeah, Cruz, it's um, – he's been on the shelf too long, and he's far too old at this, at this uh, stage to be fighting a guy like Vera. So Vera's a pick. It's probably – going to be easier fight for Vera than, than his last one, right? Uh, at least uh, in terms of uh, UFC rankings, if that means anything, then uh, Font was a, a higher ranked opponent than, than Cruz is. Yeah, I mean, this one feels like it's maybe not the one for the rankings, but more the one for like, hey, let's pay attention to, to Vera. Um, yeah. and, and also, because like, you know, a win over Dominic Cruz doesn't mean more in 2022 than it does over Rob Font. But it is, right. he did beat, like you just said, the go to the 35 division. It, it's now that yeah. thing he can say he did. And the other thing, too, is if he goes out there and he he just starches Dom Cruz like nobody ever has, that then that it's a resume builder. Yep. Very, very true. All right. Um, you probably think we're done. No, no, no. We have more fun for you after I tell you about IP Vanish. Did you know the browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm on, I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of on Trust Pilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings with ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right. More fun is we're going to make our recommended plays. Uh, a uh, $700. I'm looking at number seven. Uh, $100. Pretend, pretend $100 because we bet way more than that. 
uh, on our recommended bets of the week. We will let Dan start first. Where is your first slab of money going? So I'm going to play a couple of uh, dogs here that I have a, a lot of faith in. So one right. of them is is Nina Nunes, uh, who, yeah. who I've I had before. Uh, I'm going to put 15 on her uh, as my first right. play. What what do we have for her number this week? Um, that's right. We had a, that was last episode, and we have her at plus 140. Right on. So he's making a splash on some plus money. I have. Having good luck just picking recommended plays that I feel should just be easy picks. So um, Cheeto Vera, minus 230. Give me uh, 30 bucks on him. All right. Hang on. Cheeto, 30. And the number you add on that? Minus minus 230. All right. And then the other dog I want to play is I want to play Priscilla Cachoeira. Yep. Um, I like her quite a bit. I'm going to put 15 more on her. Uh, we ever, what, what do we ever this week? This one up, right? Um, yeah, why not? Plus 160. Nice. All right. Plus 160. Let's put that in the official records here. All right. Um, let me jump. I think I'm going to jump to the prelims. I'm going to take, hmm, there's something that, um, Oday Osborne. I like him at minus 240 over Tyson Nam. Give me 30 on that as well, please. All right. And then my last one, I'm actually just going to dump the last 70 bucks uh, in one spot that I really like, uh, which is it's not a usual move for me. But Gabriel Benitez is the closest to a sure thing I've ever seen. Um, he's he's going to kill Charlie Ontiveros. Uh, so, yeah, give me the last 70 bucks on on Mowgli. Mowgli at minus 350. I'm taking Mowgli as well. I'm going to see if I have any other. <sighs> Uh, I don't think I want to make any other bets. So I'm going to put 40 on that as well. Because that is, uh, he's fighting a, a can. The closest thing you're going to get to a can in the UFC. So I'll do, I'll do respect to the uh, American bad boy. Um, all right. So Dan's got 15 on Nina Nunes. 15 on Priscilla Cachoeira. 70 on Gabriel Benitez. Uh, what do I have? I have 30 on Marlon Chitovera, 30 on Ode Osborne, 40 on Gabriel Benitez. All of those are on the money line. We're not getting too fancy this week. Where we are going to get fancy is on our Hungry Man Jong Super Fan Parlay. Nah, I'm, I'm not even going to get that fancy this week. No, because uh, right. no, I'm going to double down on one of my recommended plays here. I'm going to use Priscilla Cachoeira's plus 160 yep. as the base. And then uh, I told you a little bit before about Yasmin Hauregi, uh, and I think. Her, you know, I, I told you she just pours it on when she starts to have success. She's going to be fighting in a less experienced striker. Her by TKO, I'm seeing right now plus 325. Uh, so you put those two together, and we're already talking about uh, 1005. Uh, so just Huaregi by knockout and uh, Cachoeira's money line, and that's going to get you right there to the 10 to 1. How much was it again? Sorry, uh, 10 1005. 1005. You said it was going to be GM3. You, you know, I. That? You know, I, I will say I did have that one circled. Uh, GM3 by submission is plus 550. My original super fan, Jong, uh, was him. And uh, you, you could have him and Yusuf Zalal, just the, just those two. Um, yeah. So G, GM3 by submission is plus 550. So, like, dabble on that anyway. Like, like dabble on that anyway. And then, like, you only needed, like, a negative 125 favorite, like Yusuf Zalal, to even it out. But, like... Then ultimately, like, I wasn't 100% sure about how I feel about Zalal going down to Bantamweight. Uh, that one threw me off when we were picking it last time. And then, you know, like, the GM3 one's more of, like, 
why, why spruce it up? Why not just live on GM3 submission on your own? <laughs> yep, very, very true. So there you go. That's everything you need to know for this week's UFC San Diego. Make sure you get into the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord so we can chat about the fights. I'm sure we'll be chatting. Well, we chat every day in there, but there's fights on Friday. There's fights on Saturday all day long. So we'll be in there talking. Um, if Twitter's more your thing, we are SGPN MMA. I'm Jeff Fox, writer. He's Gumby Freeland. Listen to his top turtle MMA podcast. Dan's other podcast this week. He's got Devin Clark and a guy you picked against Tyson Nam are his uh, are his guests this week on there. Read all their stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, I have my UFC prediction columns up there. Plus, I will have a DFS article dropping uh, today, the day you listen to this Thursday. It may be up there already. Um, and Dan has a PFL article up there for this weekend's PFL. And Dylan Rockford will have a Bellator article up there. So we've got you covered. And we'll have a boxing article up there, too. Uh, every every Thursday night slash Friday, you will get a boxing article if that's your thing as well. So there you go. We got you covered, plus every other sport. NFL is getting ready to crank back up. So, of course, we've got that covered on sportsgamblingpodcast.com as well. Um, my MMA stuff is moneymma.substack.com. At the very least, some, uh, free subscription and enter the R Pick'em contest so I can give you some free stuff there. Um, I think that's it. I'm going to let Dan take us home and say anything else that needs to be said. Oh, oh, you put me on the spot. I messed up. You, you always complain uh, when I don't. <laughs> I don't um, have a nickname for me. Um, Dan, you're going to be brilliant. He's Cheeto Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Sunday.